That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nessamini. Alongside for the ride is a man who was supposed to be in the Stampede, but then they replaced him with Urban Meyer. Ladies and gentlemen, JC. Yeah, um, you know, I got a call. They're like, hey, um, we're gonna thinking about having you be a joker. And I'm like, I'm not really in shape. I don't know if I want to have my shirt off. And they're like, oh, dude, you'd be great in the Stampede then. I'd be like, cool, sign me up. But uh, my ticket got lost in the mail, so here I am. We're doubling down today. We're going to get to double or nothing WrestleMania in mere moments. But first, I want to say, hey, you know what? Hit us with five stars, five flames on Apple Podcasts and all the podcasting platforms. Specifically on Apple Podcasts right now, they've been having a weird thing happening where the shows don't always automatically download. So make sure you are actually downloading the episode before you listen. We appreciate it. It goes a long way to helping us out. It'll help the little glitch they got going on right now to get our numbers back. To where they should be, but double or nothing, WrestleMania. It kicked off with a little page in cage, baby. And all I gotta say is, I cannot wait till the Hangman is AEW World Champion someday. Yeah, look, I uh, I was surprised how maybe it was because it was the crowd. Like it was, I had to watch it in general just because I was like, okay, crowd's back. How does that respond? I know they did it on Friday night, but a pay per view is different in my opinion, just from the level of excitement. They started off really hot with the page in cage. And I just, I couldn't get over how much the crowd loved him. Like, literally, like, 30 seconds into the match, they're chanting, cowboy shit, cowboy shit. And I'm like, this, this, like, you and I were dead wrong at the beginning of AEW going, this guy's 100%. got fucking pyro. And then now he's, like, the one of the most favorite people that everybody cheers for. Uh, Cage went out of his way to probably kill himself in this match, I think, too. I think that's something that needs to be said. I think he, he really came to play that day. And I thought it was great that he kind of had that baby face turn a little bit where the, you know, his his teammates from Team Taz came down, tried to help him. He threw it back in Ricky Stark's face and just the whole thing worked out perfectly. And then of course, Hangman, it was like for me, when I always see Hangman, I think Hangman's pretty awesome now that I that I see him. But when I see Brian Cage, he's such an imposing figure. It makes me think like nobody can beat this guy. So the fact that page one was such a cool thing for me where I was like, OK, and then, he, you know, he does his beer thing at the end and everybody was happy. So that, I think that's kind of like where they're headed with it. But I am surprised to see how excited people were for Hangman. Like, I know everybody liked him, but I, I was floored by the response. Well, one thing I think that, like, has happened with AEW, because a lot of the times when they debut these people that maybe, like, I'm not familiar with, that, like, some people know, and, like, you know you know of, but you don't really know much about, is they push them hard or put them in a big spot. And immediately, like, when someone, and we're going to get this kind of a theme with the show, um, is that you kind of like you, you're unsure of them and it, not everyone impresses you right away. And obviously, Hangman was one of those. I remember when we were at that first show, you brought it up last week and I was pissed off that he got pyro. But it's one of those things. We've learned to love him as he's found his footing as a character. Same thing about my girl, Britt Baker, my favorite woman of the light night. We're going to get to that later. None of us were excited about her 
before until this past year, and she's become the best thing on the show. But Brian Cage, same way. I remember when he showed up in that Battle Royal, I was like, what the heck is this guy? He looks he looks like a generic like muscle freak. But the last couple months, he's really impressed me. It was uh, the tag team match against Stain, and now here against Hinman Page. I'm ready to say it, WrestleMania. I'm a Brian Cage guy. I'm in on this guy. Like you said, he went out of his way. These two have great chemistry. I think they're now 1-1, so maybe we get a, a payoff match to see who wins the series. We'll see, but this was a great way to start the show. It was. It was. I'm, I'm not going to know which the order was. I'm sorry. I, I My brain So next go. up, the Young Bucks take on John Moxley, Nettie Kingston. Look, I'm not a big fan of like the change in music for Moxley. Like, I didn't love it, but for this one night with the crowd, it was fucking awesome. Like that, it, you just feel the atmosphere of like the full capacity. And Mox really is a man of the people. We are, like, I don't know how you cannot love this guy. It just, he's, he's so charismatic in just every way. And him and Eddie are a fun team. The match didn't do a ton for me. It was given a lot of time, but uh, the Young Bucks retain as expected. I actually didn't mind watching this matchup. I thought that, that it got better with time. Uh, it was interesting that the, that the beginning of the match was that the baby faces were heels. And the heels were baby phases, and they still got booed. And it was just like every heel tactic that Mox could do, they were all cheering. And it was just a nice dichotomy of that whole thing. And, you know, later on they did the, uh, I think it was either called the Meltzer Driver off the top uh, onto the stage. That was pretty sweet. There's a lot of cool things they did. Towards the end it got a little crazy. You know, they had that Frankie Kazarian run in and the other things that were going on and just all the things that were happening. Gaga! Yeah, there's a lot of gaga, but, like, they went out of their way as well. I think that, like, to me, when I watched this match, I went, they took a team that really had no business being in a tag team matchup, and they made them legitimate. They made them look like they could take them. And, I, you know, they took all the, the you know, all the maneuvers that they could um, in this matchup. So I, I, I actually didn't mind at all the, the Young Bucks here. I thought Mox had a good showing. I like Eddie Kingston on the mic. Eddie Kingston in the ring, for me, is like a flat tire. He just, the air comes out the minute that hot tag happens. It helps when he's in a tag team, though. Absolutely. I mean, like, he's he's got great facial expressions. He's, like, really great on the mic. He can sell me the match. He can sell me the fight. I just want to see him fight. I don't want to see him wrestle. I know he can wrestle. I don't want to see him wrestle. Same thing with Moxley. Like, I know he can wrestle. Clearly, I've watched him wrestle. He can do really well, but he's just a fight. Like, he's just a fighter, and I like that aspect of, of both of them. They play off each other so well, but the, the Young Bucks are such great, like, the JBL kind of, like, just getting away with it kind of like just by the skin of our teeth, even though we're really good kind of people. I just, I, I always love those heels because there's so much meat on the bone when it comes to how long a title reign can last and how many people can go against them. So, I mean, clearly, I mean, I'm probably cursing it right now, but I think the Young Bucks are probably going to hold on for this for another, I don't know, at least three months, four months maybe, just because they've got, I don't know, it just seems like they have so many more babyface tag teams that can go after them. Yeah, and they they've kind of really haven't had any big feuds yet with actual tag teams. They kind of obviously tabled FTR and stuff, but they've had a lot more of like these Mox Kingston teams that they're actually feuding with. So it'll see when they actually like get you know they've had like the one offs with some of the younger teams on Dynamite, but in terms of feuds, like they haven't feuded with the other big teams uh, in the division. So that'll be interesting. But next up, WrestleMania, cash in your chips because it was the Casino Battle Royal. This is always an interesting concept for me with the Battle Royal with like the five guys and. Obviously, you know where I'm going to start. My guy, Max Caster. Like, dude, this guy, I don't know what, like, I, he's one of my favorite things right now. He just fucking cracks me up with his raps. And I love that they gave him his moment before, so he came in and got his ass kicked and was out. So, um, there was, this was obviously went for a while with the nature of the Casino Battle Royal, but uh, it came down to Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. And 
shockingly, Jungle Boy picks up the win. I think Jungle Boy is incredible in the ring, but I might have some heat here in WrestleMania, but Jungle Boy doesn't do a lot for me, and um, it, he's apparently now Kenny Omega's next challenger by winning this. I don't think he has any shot at winning, do you? No, but I think it's just a good feel-good moment. I think that, you know, everybody thought Christian was going to win because Christian seems inevitable, inevitable at this point, honestly. He really does. And honestly, the AEW championship might as well be WWE guys going after it or, you know, guys that are of that, you know, of Well, the real F-S1. title is the TNT title because all the better superstars have held it. Cody, Brody, now Miro, Darby. The gonna, fucking you... AEW championship <laughs> since Jericho lost it has been shit. Okay, well that's that's a that's a debate we can have for a different day. Am I wrong? I look at I love Mox, but his title reign wasn't that great, and now fucking Omega's title reign has been absolute the drizzling shits. I don't disagree on that aspect of it, but boom. You know, it is what it is. Anyway, yeah. What, what do you think about sell me on Jungle Boy? Because again, like I love his matches. He has great matches. I think he's great in the ring, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not into the whole fucking. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not into Ultimate crap participation song. Come on. That 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 is yeah. like the that is the like for for Mox's has wild thing for now on. By the way, Mox is gonna do wild thing every single time. The Jungle Boy song is great. I mean, I forget the name of it, but it it's a crap participation song. Like they've gone out of the way to do these like Orange Cassidy. Like they people just love oh, these songs. Love him. And it's just like. It works, and Tony's great with either it's in the TNT library, or the Warner library, or, or there's some kind of deal they cut or whatever, but it works. Or maybe he paid for it. I don't know, but it, it works, and I really enjoy it. I think that they clearly are high on Jack Perry. I think they're, you know, Jungle Boy's a great, he's a, good, he's a good looking dude. He, he works really well. He's got a, I mean, I don't necessarily love the Jungle Boy. He's kind of a good looking dude. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. I don't know if I agree with that. You don't think he's a good, okay. he's a Perry for crying out loud. His dad was a good looking man. Yeah, well, just because a dad's good-looking doesn't mean the son is, and it's fucking listen, ridiculous Listen, hair. I'm good-looking, and my son is incredibly oh, good-looking. Oh, my lord. My daughter's sure very good-looking. Your son is... I'm sure your kids are very good-looking, but you has to be. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I tried. As long as you All think right. my kids are... Are, are, are we done? Are we no, done with let's the battle? Let's, I, I, I pop, I, let's move on. But I pop, I, the only thing I want to say is real quickly is, I don't. Uh, to me, the... the 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 uh, casino battle royal five guy deck thing like I don't I, I get excited for the Joker the other ones I couldn't care less about it it makes no sense to me the entry but well they had they had a lot of scrabinis in there so it's kind of tough at least like that's why I was at least happy they started off hot with my boy Max Caster because <laughs> it just like I don't give a fuck about the Sadals I don't give a fuck about the factories and the fucking they're all like like the Dark Order dude number fifty seven I don't fucking care but uh next up we have the hashtag Nestle main event. The American Dream, Cody Rhodes, takes on the Anthony Agogo. And I will say this, like, I've, I've been hating on Agogo like everyone, which I thought he looked, he did fine in this match. This match was definitely too long. Um, definitely wasn't my favorite match of the night, but I just, I, the thing that makes me laugh the most is the people getting mad that this dude lost, but there's one man on the internet who is smarter than all these other fucking virgins, and that is our boy Dom, because he was the fucking voice of reason of this, because he's a million percent right and correct when he says, a go-go losing this match is better for him in the long run, and I could not agree more. You can't leave us hanging. Why? It just, like, so all these times you come in with these guys, and like I said it before, like these no-names, and AEW puts them in this big moments, and like it's just, 
some of them, like Heyman Page, Britt Baker, they're so talented, they dig themselves out. But for a guy like a Gogo, who's obviously very new to wrestling, as we know, he was a boxer. And that's why I say I was impressed with him in the match, because I think he's made very good strides. Like Dustin, whoever, Fauci and uh, QT, whoever he's been actually training with, like has really done a nice job getting him ready. But I just think sometimes, like, when you have a guy come out that could do the standard and be like, oh, my God, he's undefeated, undefeated. I think sometimes it's easier to take that early loss, especially to a big name, because, okay, now you proved yourself. I respect you that you can actually wrestle. Now go out and earn it for me. And I think that he can, because I do think this guy down the line could become someone that we like, because I think he can be charismatic in his own way. He obviously, with the boxing background, that kind of helps get you hyped up. And I think once we, as we transition and see him more as a wrestler, we'll get away from that and he'll fit in more. But like we are making, think about the lead up. We're making fun of the whole way. Like, who is this guy? If he would have just come in here and fucking punch Cody and won, I don't think anyone would have cared, but I think taking the loss is going to help because now it knocks him down a peg and we get to watch him grow in front of our eyes. It didn't help that Cody was dressed like Homelander. Like, clearly, I, I think... Dude, Home- that, was, that, was, that was awesome. People Ho- were hating on that. Homelander like, is the greatest character. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Homelander's the fucking man. He is. So it was great. And if yeah. Cody ever becomes, like, a full heel again... Oh, it's great. Which I know, I know why they're tentative with it because, like, mm-hmm. he is super popular with the kids and everything. He's a moneymaker. But, like, so when they let Cody... Just be a fucking asshole, which he's always been better at. If he fucking does a Homelander gimmick, I am all in. I just, when I saw that, I went, he, and I, I've been saying it for weeks, obviously, because I'm just not a Cody guy. He's just, he's just not, he has that smug, like, look on his face, that punchable face he's got. Oh, I love it! But it's just, it's like The Miz. Like, The Miz is okay yes. as a baby face, but Cody would be 50 times better as a heel. And it's just, He's just so good at it, and like I think that's a, that's why like the people are starting to hate on him on Twitter. Not starting, but I mean the the, the outcry of this matchup when I was watching on or looking at Twitter when they were going nuts on it, they were basically calling him Triple H. They were saying because he's shoveling these guys. Well, let me let me stop this right here because I just want to say it. When when somebody insults somebody and calls them Triple H, like I know like people feel some way about Triple H, but like. Honestly, that's an incredible fucking compliment. Absolutely. Because there's been no one like Triple H in the history of wrestling. Like, there's a reason why he's polarizing. And Cody's become that. Because, like, when you find success, there's going to be people like me who, like, we support him because I love him. There's also, the higher you get, the more people are going to fucking hate you. And, like, it's just, it's, it's funny. When I see the Triple H stuff, I laugh because I'm like, they're trying to use it as an insult by, like, one of the greatest guys at what he did of all time. That's what you're comparing Cody to. Mm-hmm. Like you're complimenting him, you idiots. It's fucking yeah. great. Go yeah, ahead. it made it made no sense when I saw that remark because I was like, okay, like, and I, I think Dom might have even said it to us. Like he Triple H, yeah, he 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 kind of like never lost the championship in in that era. It felt like, but I but Cody does. Cody like went out of his way to go, and I don't like Cody, like I said, but he went out of his way to say, I'm never gonna be world champion. I'm I'm only gonna challenge for this or that, and he he stayed like. We know that there might as well be a Cody Rhodes division because that's basically what it is. It's like Cody versus like these no name people. Cody's in the, he's like he's not he's like that elevator type guy. Like I'm this isn't a comparison I'm making, but it's like when someone would fight the Undertaker, get rubbed. In AEW, Cody's kind of that guy right now. It's like, oh, Gogo's coming in, let's give him the rub. And like there's gonna be some negative at first, but it's like we all know who that fucking guy is now. Right. Where if he if Anthony Gogo would have debuted against Brian Cage, like we wouldn't even be talking about that. And that's yeah. nothing against Brian Cage. Like I said, I'm in on him, but it's just Cody's that guy now. And he did exactly what people asked him to do. They're like, oh, my God, Cody's going to give himself the title. He fucking fought for it, lost it. I'm, I'm never going to do it again. 
It's just like he literally did what you're asking him to do. So it's just I hope someday he comes back on that because if MJF's ever champion, like there's your story. Yeah. But I will say I will say very quickly, I just thought that uh <laughs> the match was terrible anyway, but like like the fact that the punch they're trying to get the punch over weeks after weeks after weeks, and in commentary it's like, Oh, he was training to take that punch. You mean the punch that like paralyzed like three guys we- three weeks in a row? <laughs> Cody just like stammered off in the beginning and he's fine. Like, I get it, but this whole match was way too long, and I think the crowd was fatigued by it. This was a let me up yes. match for sure. Yeah, and this was it was an obvious, like where it got placed in the card. It was setting itself up to be the letdown, but by going, it was probably five to eight minutes too long, honestly for me. And I'm as I said, I'm like the biggest Cody Mark there is. So next up, WrestleMania. Speaking of my like favorite fucking guy in the world, my favorite champion. This guy should always be a champion. My boy Miro took on Lance Archer, and Miro retained and. This was a Haas fight, and uh, I, Nestlemania, I cannot tell you how much more Miro I want in my life. I want all the Miro. I mean, throwing the fake snake across the ramp was my favorite part by far. I, when I saw that, I went, well, then it was, someone better call PETA. Yeah, okay, like, come on. Knock it off. Knock it off. Knock it off. But uh, the only thing I could see, this is the part that kind of makes me feel sad about this match. I only cared about Miro. I did not care about Murderhawk at all. And I felt like, and I know that Murderhawk actually, I saw him in an interview, says, dude, I don't care if I lose every match. This this company is really great. I've worked for a lot of different companies. I'll lose every match. I don't care because I like being where I am. And that's fine. But I watched this match being like, this was right up there with the Cody match where I was just, I was disenchanted with it, didn't really care. And I knew the outcome because it just felt like it was already predetermined, no pun intended. And I didn't, I just, I don't know, something about Lance Archer, I just... He's lost so much. I don't. I mean, you can always come back from it, but right now, yeah, I think he needs like a hard reset. He debuted and he immediately like he made it to the finals against Cody for the first TNT title. So it's like this guy doesn't lose, but when he does, it's in title matches. You know what I mean? So I, I completely understand that. And there is something like, you know, I don't dislike the pairing with Jake the Snake, but it's just very much like his thing. Like he just comes in, he throws a tantrum. Like there were a few weeks where I was getting really excited about Lance Archer. It was almost like when they were kind of turning him face. When he was like kind of like with Pac and going against those guys, I just I was kind of like, oh, this is the most I've ever cared about him. But there's definitely something not there. And I think, again, it's another one of those guys where they, they prop him up and he continues to like come up short. So uh, maybe keep him away from titles. But I also think here it's like obviously Miro defended, I know, on the on the Friday Dynamite. But this was his first like real big defense. That's why I was surprised they went to Archer so soon because I think maybe if they did this feud in like a month or two, when you'd start to be like, okay, yeah, maybe Archer actually has a chance. But the fact that this was the first opponent, you knew Miro wasn't losing, so I definitely think I took away from this match. Yeah. Next. Next up, hashtag my main event, hashtag my moment, hashtag JC's hopes come true. My favorite person in AEW the last year and a half or whatever it's been. Pretty much since she got fucking injured, Britt Baker is now the AEW Women's World Champion. She tapped out the babyface, Hikaru Shida, with the lockjaw. And it's just like, WrestleMania, this is the type of moments when I'm watching wrestling when I really give those big smiles because it's like, you've been watching her journey and her development. Her come from like where she was the first person aside, and then we all were upset with her and she was struggling with the wrestling, and then she got injured. But she found a way, she just rebuilt herself, made herself this whole new character. And we've watched her on this journey to this moment to becoming the champion. It truly is special when I see things like this. This was by far my favorite part of the night. One of my favorite moments so far, I think, in AEW history. It was magical. And as a Britt Baker fan, like 
Her and Miro are my two favorite things in AEW, but she's number one for me right now. Well, I think me and the Joe Stopper believe that Rebel's our favorite thing on television for different reasons, but that's okay. By the she's way, she's a perfect sidekick. Sidekick, but uh, yeah, she uh, she's a friend of the Knocker now, so there you go. <laughs> way to go, Joe. Uh, no, but I, I agree with you in every way. I thought the crowd was completely behind her. On Friday, she cut a promo saying that the era before me was 316. This one's going to be the era DMD. I I, mm. I chuckled when I heard that. I went, okay. But now the now here's the brass tacks, right? Here's here's where we here's where you boil it down. She's clearly well loved like she is you know do you make her a baby face do you keep her the way she no. is no you treat her like you you book her the way wwe booked becky lynch as a badass you let her be herself she's gonna get cheered but the reason why we're cheering her is because she's so fucking good being who she is right now you can kind of make her like a little less assholey if you want but she needs to keep that edge one million percent it's it's very possible and i think and like honestly you look at the aw roster they have way more baby face women that are uh, contenders and they do heels. So I think it'll be very easy for her to remain how she is. And it's okay if she gets cheered, but if she's going against like the Thunder Roses and the Tay Contes and the Chris Statlanders, like it's going to be a mix. And then maybe at the championship ring goes on, she'll be like a start to maybe get those boos back again. But it's one of those things. It's like when the Miz won and like all these things and one, like when a heel finally gets that moment, like they're going to get cheers because we as a crowd know they fucking deserve it. So, Good point. Good point. Next up, geriatric time. But you know what? I'm not going to use that term the rest of this because next up we had Sting and Darby who defeated Ethan Page, who I'm really becoming a fan of, and Scorpio Sky. Uh, Sting, WrestleMania, he looked great. And know why he looked great? Because even though, like, the week-to-week with this fucking boner friendship with Darby isn't the greatest, like, this is why they did it. So when Sting does wrestle... Darby's in there with him, and Sting is more protected. And as a fucking 90-year-old, whoever old he is, he looks fucking great. I can't say anything negative about this match. I enjoyed it from bell to bell. You had, obviously, three young studs out there just busting their ass, and Sting came in and did exactly what he had to do. Very good match. I was surprised how well he did. I mean, the dive, the, the, sorry, the dive off the stage, um, mm. that was that was impressive, especially where he no-sold the, the slukebacks before. I mean... Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page did a great job feeding for him and just going in and out of the ring and trying to make him look good. So they didn't overdo it with him. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean I want to see Sting on my TV every week. But it 100%. Means, but One-on-one, don't yeah, do it. Don't do it. But tag team, sure. Uh, for a special occasion, if you're going to have Tully and the FTR against Sting, Darby, and another guy in a six-man tag, I won't hate it, I'm sure. But, you know, <laughs> it's just like never singles. Never singles Sting ever again. But, no, it was a good match. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, much like Bobby Lashley, the champion that never mains events, Kenny Omega, the mediocre belt collector, I guess, um, takes on Orange Cassidy and Pac. Um, this match, like, it was, it was fine. Um, it definitely picked up towards the end, but I think, I know a lot of people felt the way that they wish it was just like, uh, Omega Pac match, but look at, I'm an Orange Cassidy guy. I liked having him involved. Like, I didn't mind the little story they had with it, but there was just, there was so much going on here and... Um, obviously I was, I was being a little dickish cause this would have main evented if we didn't have like that, the huge match coming up next. But, uh, yeah, I get, I think I'm ready to, I'm, I want Omega Hangman. I know why they're saving it cause that's what he's going to lose. So I don't think we're getting it yet. Obviously we have jungle boy, but yeah, Omega retained as expected. You're really, you're really buying into the hangman beating Omega. That's interesting. I, that's fine. I mean, maybe it, like that's how you pay off that story. Like that's. 
that's what AEW does well is they, they have these stories and they table them and they come back to them. And that's that's what they have to come back to. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe. Of course I'm right. But this match was actually not bad for Orange Cassidy. He thought he had a really great showing. There was that... There, they, it was almost, I forget exactly how it came down, but it was like Omega had him in a sleeper hold in the ground and then Pac did like that amazing aerial maneuver on top of both of them. There were so many little things here and there that were cool that they did. Uh, again, Pac kind of felt like the, the odd man out in most of this. Obviously, he's special, but he's just... In this matchup, it felt like it was Orange Cassidy you know, and Omega featuring Pac, which sucked. But then, of course, Don Callis, the human thumb, was on commentary. And he was sitting there, and he was talking, and he went, oh, shit, 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 and came down too early. And there was so much gaga and all sorts of stuff. And they made you believe there were cool moments, like, oh, my God, he threw Pac out. He's going to get the championship one, two. No, he kicked out. And then, you know, uh, you know, Aubrey came down, or I don't know, it's Aubrey or Audrey, I'm sorry. Uh, the referee came down to count the three, but then it turned over to Kenny Omega with the quick pin. And that, whatever, it's fine. I, I didn't mind it at all. I thought it definitely, it was a good match, but I don't, I won't remember this match. That's the way I look at it. I... It's not a clear moment where I was just going, this is Orange Cassidy's moment. It was a cool moment, but it wasn't something that will live on in you know eons and eons in the years and years of AEW. 100%. And we're going to get to the main event, but we had a little uh, pit stop before we got there. As our boy Skiavone announced a new signing to AEW, someone who will be an analyst. And, you know, near and dear to my heart, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, is all elite in WrestleMania, you know. I don't get excited when I see a lot of these things, but knowing that he's coming in as an analyst and obviously following him, he's such a smart guy, and he's going to be a coach there too, which I think is huge because AEW has a lot of good young big men. They To have Mark Henry in that room now along with the big show, like that's a lot of fucking intelligence and experience to work with some of these guys. So for me, this is obviously a great move by AEW. Money talks, baby, because I mean – like, I even saw, like, people saying on Twitter, like, the uh, I think it was Hurricane or someone said, man, there was no one more WWE than Mark Henry, and if they're getting him, then they definitely opened up the checkbook. So I'm happy for Mark, and I'm really happy for AEW because, yeah, his analyst role will be great, but I think him in the back as, like, an ambassador and a coach is going to take some of these guys to the next level. I couldn't help but laugh at the meme that said Randy Orton sends all the WWE legends <laughs> to AEW. So good, right? I just lost it when I saw that. It was like, holy shit, he does. Rick Flair's next, you know, like, maybe, who knows, but... You never know. You never know. I don't know, that that seems like Triple H loves Nature Boy too much that, uh, that's never gonna fucking happen. But yeah, we get to the main event, the Stampede. This was kind of a weird thing for me, because clearly they taped it, and then, like, you know, they they had the Gaga at the end there for, you know, a couple guys to go out and win with, you know, obviously Chris and, and MJF, and then Sammy getting the big pin, because that's what he said he wanted to do. I Listen, I will say this much, because you know I give him a lot of shit. The chairman had his moment. Like I fucking stud. I when I saw that thing like surrounded by chairs in the spotlight, I was like, okay, like I get it. I get I get why Josh loves who the fuck is Josh. No, I mean I get it, but like I get why you like him. I get it. I mean obviously he's a talented guy. Obviously he wouldn't be there if he wasn't. But I just these little segments that got cut off. Like I, I there are little moments for everybody which I enjoyed. Like the fact that everybody got split up. They the, the repelling was a little too much for me. Like, I thought the repelling was kind of stupid, personally, but it is what it is. Um, but the one thing that I, I did love, I'm like, obviously there was too much, because Chris Jericho went out of his way to say, oh, there's not a lot of ha-ha, but he ended up having the most ha-ha with MJF, it seemed, yes. in this portion. So I was just, I don't know, like, that kind of didn't do it for me, but everybody else played their part really well. I didn't necessarily care so much uh, about the Hager and, you know, the big man, Wardlow, but the ice... Locker thing was pretty cool. I thought that was a nice little touch. 
Um, but the one thing that I popped for was having like FTR and you know Santana Ortiz doing the drink, and then Conan. Like I thought that was kind of cool to have that moment. Um, and then Tully getting kind of pushed away by Conan was pretty cool. So there were little things here and there that I thought uh, Sammy did a great job at the end there. So it was just nice. Obviously, you knew the inner circle was going to win because this thing has to fucking continue forever. I'm sure. So it was good. It definitely was good. It had it had, it had its moments. Obviously, we talked about the football portion earlier, but uh, you know it's. It was weird. Like, to me, it's like they didn't end up in the ring, so it was the portion of having the ring in the field. But, you know, I, it is what it is. I get it. But it, it was it was a little bit lost on me at the end. But it was a good good way to send the crowd home happy. Absolutely. It was a fun ride. And like you said, it's now 1-1 for them. So I'm curious to what they see, what they do for the tiebreaker. Because obviously they've had two gigantic, like, stipulation matches so far. So I can't imagine what they come up with next. But WrestleMania, that'll do it for double or nothing. Uh, no more jokers or anything, so it's time to get to the shine. Always in the shine, like Mandy says. Big winner this week, by the way. Uh, should be number one contenders. Mandy could have gold soon. But uh, Nestlemania, um, I'm looking at my notes from this week. And I'm trying to figure out what stands out. And Oh, yeah, it's easy. It's uh, Street Profits and the Usos um, kicking off SmackDown. Promo, super hot fire. They got in the ring. Usos are back, baby. They picked up the win. But it's just like, it's one of those things It's like, they had my money, man. When you say Usos and Street Profits, like, there's flames coming out of my ears. <laughs> flames. Flames from my head. Uh, no, you wouldn't know what that reference is. It's fine. You haven't watched Clue. It's fine. You've never seen the movie Clue, have you? I might have when I was younger, but I don't the, know. Billy, don't if Billy's listening right now, Billy it's is Billy's probably... It's Billy's favorite movie ever. I it's know. amazing. Go watch ever. Clue. It's a great movie. We'll see. We'll see. We'll you see. played the board game. Busy man. Busy, Busy man. man, yeah, right. The Celtics are already losing. You got plenty of time in the summer. <laughs> well, they they might be done by the time people listen to this. But they ain't done yet. Trust me. They make my life difficult. All right. Anyway, uh, yes, I I agree. I thought the match was amazing. The three segment that they had was nuts. I, I did appreciate the segment before at the beginning of the show with Roman and Jay talking and saying like, "Am I with you? Yeah. Well, maybe you should go tell your brother." Like I thought that was great. They kind of you know wet you know weaved it in a little bit there. They won the match. You're gonna say they kind of wet your whistle. No, no, they didn't wet my whistle. Uh, no, that's. I a, mean, they do. But... They do, but not in that aspect. No, I. The match was great. I thought it was a little bit odd at the end. Like there were way too many like inziguries and like kicks and whatever. Like they just they were they were going a little too hard. Like a little too like repetitive for me. And I just at, my, at the third segment, I'm just like, end it. I think I like I want more, but don't give me too much in this one. Like give me more down the line matches. Um, and it was just funny because, you know, the Street Profits were like, we run this division, and then clearly the Usos in one night just, like, took over. So it was just kind of, I guess you don't for now, boys. Like, just chill out over there and raise your cups to the real tag team that's going to just hold on for a while. So I don't necessarily think that, that you know, at the end of the night, obviously, we had Ray and Dominic holding those championships, and now we had the face-off. I don't think we're going to win next week. The Usos are not going to win. I think what ends up happening is a turn here, but uh, it's definitely good storytelling. We don't have a... a, uh, a, a com- well, a contender, essentially, for Roman Reigns. So it's interesting to me to think, okay, clearly Jimmy is the guy. Or maybe they don't have Roman Reigns at all, but th- that seems it like a bad be, idea. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I still think Cesaro might get a rematch or something, or who knows. But um, it's certainly like setting it up as next week, them getting the title shot. It screams like either Jay's going to walk out or roll, like something, because they're, they're, they've definitely laid the road for this to happen. And obviously we know it's way too fast for them to win the title. So... Like we've said, this I mean, Roman Reigns, best thing in wrestling, and everything adjacent to him is best wrestling 
because it's there with him. And the story has just been so well fleshed out. So I'm curious to see what they do. Do you have anything else on SmackDown this week, though, WrestleMania? Oh, boy. SmackDown in general was a wet fart, in my opinion. I mean, I was yeah. super. Besides this, like, I. I was, I mean, obviously I was very happy to see Seth's new music. I thought it was pretty, I, but considering what he had and how he is with his birthday and everything, like it was nice to get a little bit different. I did appreciate the fact that Cesaro is still going kind of in the Seth directions because that makes me happy. Um, but the rest of it just kind of made me go. Like, obviously I'm a big Boogs fan. Like, I, I love Boogs. Every time he goes, Shinsuke, Naka, if you see him on Twitter, by the way, great follow. He played Duhas while his wife or girlfriend was working out. It's, you got uh, JC. You just got to watch it. I can't even describe it. It's the greatest thing you'll ever see. I can't even overhype it. It's great because um, I, I know how you are and you love that shit. Uh, but anyway, no, the rest of SmackDown to me was kind of like, huh? But that's pretty much. Yeah, that was felt. that was probably the only other thing that I like. I enjoyed was the knock and Gable had a match. Can't complain about that. Corbin stole the crown, but then knock got it back. So that's still happening. I that that was probably the only other thing. But um, we're gonna go to Raw. And uh, Randy Orton's back, baby. He's got some facial hairs. If you didn't look already, I'm like an asshole. Like, he knows how to make it more. But the most obviously the backstage segment, like, Riddle got a lot on this week. It started with Priest and just moving around. Like, that stuff is always good. But to me, we once again, we got another Xavier Woods match, this time against Randy Orton. But Nestlemania, the twist. And obviously, like, you know, we could have seen this coming, but I didn't. Randy Orton won with the fucking Riddle bro move and Riddle's reaction. Like, it's just this fucking guy. Like, you obviously know he's acting, but his reactions always seem so genuine, like a happy little kid. Like, he, like this was the best moment of his life with Randy Orton fucking used his move to win a match. Like, I just, like, everything about these guys is so fucking good. No, you absolutely agree. I, I, I thought the, the Spanish part was funny at the beginning of the promo, and then he asked her, <laughs> how do you say, hey, Randy? And he's like, Hey, Randy. And I just went, well, there's a fucking charisma bus leaving. You know, just there he goes. <laughs> fucking priest was like, great, Randy. You know, it's just, come yeah, on. Yeah, but it, it was, not, it was no, it worked because it, worked. it was like, oh, I hate, I fucking hate Randy Orton. I no. mean, you should hate. Randy Orton's an asshole. No one should like him. Yeah. That's the point. So why would Damien Priest like the asshole? No, I know. It's just funny the way it was delivered. It, it, to me, it was yeah. just like, he actually had hey, charisma. Randy. And then like, hey, Randy. It was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, it just, the balloon just lit out of the room. But hey, so look, he did the dastard goatee, like Stone Cold Steve Austin look. It looks, it's great. I did appreciate that he kind of like made a joke, like while he had him in the bro, Derek. I don't know if you noticed this. He winked on his way down. So like, that was kind of funny. Um, and then I think our boy Dom was like, if they fuck this up, I'm going to be so pissed. But that they can't. I don't, I think, I don't think, I think Orton and Riddle and the New Day together is so invincible. Like, even if they tried, you can't fuck this up. You can't. It's impossible. I mean, I mean now that Kofi, Kofi has gone out of the way and do whatever he had to do, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see if this is going to come back together or not, or they're on to something. I got I to gotta hope. Don't you worry. Oh, I got to hope about these guys right here. Wow. They'll be spelled out because we're going to make it feel like the fucking great match, and we're going to do it right for once. So, hey, I want to I want, I want to put over something very quickly in the, the, the biggest part of the podcast right now, The Shine. Uh, Jimmy Smith is incredible. I... Really enjoyed his commentary, personally. I thought this, you might put it in your heat, and that's fine, but I thought, you know, Adnan was trying his best, but he sounded like a baseball announcer, and that was really tough for me. No, that's what he is. No, I know, I just, I mean, you can't, you are what you are, and that's what, you, you know, you can't change who you are, and that's, yeah. I'm not asking for you to change, just, he was out of, out of water, you know, and Jimmy Smith went out of his way to know the moves, know the stories, and he had that analyst feeling of, I'm watching an MMA match, or there's some, like, realism, maybe, 
I'm not I'm not super in love with him. I'm not like, oh my god, he's the greatest ever. But it was a nice change of pace. And I'm I as as hard as it is to listen like to Phillips, and you know, God bless him that he you know I hope he's going to do fine on whatever next he does. But uh, him, he was kind of like you know the guy that was kind of shoved in that position, and then they took him away, put in Adnan, that didn't work. And now I feel like Jimmy has at least hopefully a little bit longer life in this business because it seems like he can do it. You know? Yeah, and I, I, it's obviously like this was very because I think a lot of people assume that it would be Phillips or that they'd call Vic back up or something, but um, they clearly knew what they had in this guy because you could tell he felt like a wrestling announcer. I thought, especially for a first time in the show, a guy that I've never seen before in anything. I know he's done like some YouTube shows or something, but I thought he was. I thought he was fine. Yeah, it didn't take away from it. Like there weren't there weren't moments where I was actively thinking, man, like this commentary isn't good. Like I think that's good. I wasn't thinking about it most of the night when watching because. It felt right. So I definitely think he deserves props. I'm curious to see how he continues to grow because it's nice to have Graves and uh, Byron, someone to bounce off of now. I think this this is a good pairing, and we'll see how it continues. But Nestlemania, my boy was back this week. Injured and all. Ms. TV was back. And my favorite part of Ms. TV was, hey, what's that smell? I'm looking at Morrison. I'm noticing it, but I didn't think of it. He was wearing a garlic <laughs> Johnny Drip Drip, man, like he's just like he's, the the run of comedy that he's been on since like hooking up with the Miz. Like this is just, it was so good. And I fucking laughed my ass off, and then the whole segment. Every time that I looked and he was wearing it, I laughed. Charlotte came out, what's that smell? And his necklace, just like that dumb shit eating grin that Morrison gets with his, like the sunglasses on, and his head bouncing around. He's like, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's fucking, it's gold. I will say this much: I love the fact that the Miz went out of his way to make it sound like he was gonna apologize but they never actually said they apologized for zombies they just kind of like they didn't even use the word zombies they just <laughs> circumvented the system and just decided to talk about everything else but zombies which i thought was great and it sucks seeing obviously you can see the brace on his leg and everything so under the suit it just it's hard to watch and say he's gonna he's gonna be fine he's gonna do his own thing i mean i'm, I'm glad that they're cooling off with miz and morrison and i'm hoping that they realize that miz and morrison are better together because I mean, I, you can predict this a mile away. The minute the Miz can wrestle again, he's gonna turn on Morrison, and we're back to where we were. So, I'm hoping I'm wrong because I I think to, together they are in, invincible and then separate. They're clearly just they're gonna drown in certain ways. Well, Miz in won't certain drown, ways, but Morrison most certainly would struggle more. And I think um obviously Miz probably won't be there every week, but I think if if Morrison maybe gets a little run here, like having the Miz by his side is definitely a good thing. I agree. Yeah. Rest of the segment, I didn't mind the Charlotte Rhea back and forth, the beat the clock crap with Nikki Croft. Like, whatever. It's like last week. I don't care. But it's just at least at least for this week, by putting them on Miz TV, I was like, okay, we're weeks away from this fucking feud. We're going to have some bad segments. At least this week, it wasn't a bad segment. And one other note, because I didn't know this, and I thought it was fascinating, but on Renee's podcast, Rhea said her favorite wrestler like growing up was The Miz. So for her to be able to do a segment with him was probably pretty cool for her. And I find that hilarious, because I never would have guessed that in a million years million years that she was a big Miz fan, so I think that's kind of cool. How old is the Miz? And uh, Rhea's like 23, dude! She's a baby! So think about it, the Miz has been around since like, what, 2000-whatever? 2005, 6, something? Yeah, so that's fucking 16 years ago. She would have been a little kid! I guess you're right. That's odd, that's odd. Wild, man. The fact that the Miz is somebody's favorite wrestler is is more alarming, I think. I mean, honestly, he's... If not my favorite wrestler, it's one of it's like him, 
Orton, Cody, Miro, like those guys are all like my quote unquote my favorite wrestlers. So nobody asked. Yeah. You know who else I love in WrestleMania? Ricochet. You know who else I love in WrestleMania? Sheamus. You know how boy the Joe Stopper loves? Sheamus, Sheamus, yeah. You know, I love I like Sheamus comes out, he just talks shit. He does like these open challenges that aren't for the titles, and I love that this week it finally bit him in the ass. Um, jobber alert, by the way, taking your job here. Ricochet <laughs> pinned Sheamus like instantly because shimmy shimmy. Yeah, I like that because these guys have had like really good like lengthy matches the last few weeks. We're probably headed to like a triple threat maybe at the next pay per view. So I didn't mind like the quick squash here because I think in terms of story it worked because the cocky old Sheamus who said, "Oh, who's gonna lose first? lost to both of them. So I didn't mind this this segment, which like if it didn't have the story in it, it wouldn't feel as good. But since this has been a pretty decently fun, fleshed-out story, the way they booked it this week I thought worked perfectly. Yeah, a lot of people don't like job alerts apparently on Twitter, but you, to those people you can go pound sand. I don't really care. That's part of the. I don't think they understand what it means. If your match is three minutes or less, you get a tweet from the job knocker that you're in a job alert. Facts. Hashtag facts, homie. Get your shit together. Facts. It's alert. It's an alert. That's all it is. It's like a noti. Yeah. It's a notification. That's all it is. Anyway, look, I was surprised that Ricochet put him away so quickly and then Shimmy had to wrestle like eight mats. Well, maybe eight or nine minutes, I guess. It was very odd to me, but it, it, it seemed to work anyway with both of them winning. Although it's odd to me in a little way that they're helping each other because it seems like eventually you get to become champion. You got to kind of have to do a thing. You know, like, I don't know, pin a guy. But it's whatever. It is what it is. I'm sure if we get the triple threat, it'll be good. Sheamus is a hoss, though, breaking his fucking nose in the middle of that thing and keep going like... Didn't water up. Just was probably it probably gave him adrenaline, and he just powered through. And that guy's a monster. I was gonna monster. say, it honestly, probably made him stronger. Yeah, he's a, he's an animal. I mean, the fact that I've been I, I mean I've been hit pretty hard in my nose, and I've been you know I've bled and stuff. My eyes well up. It's hard. Like I have hard time seeing in general without my glasses on. But when you get hit in the nose like that, it's so hard to continue. And I all I could think about was, Jesus Christ, this guy's he's he's made out of something else. Like his bones must be like Wolverine. You know, like made out of like some crazy. Antiminium or whatever they call it. It's just like, it just makes no sense. The man is a monster. And watching him made me like him that much more going, even if he has a mask next week, he'll still make the mask work. You know what I mean? Like, he's just that He's just that good at his job. So if you're not a Seamus fan, folks, you need to get on that bandwagon because it's inevitable. I mean, that guy is just too freaking good. Too freaking good. That's all I have for Shine. How about yourself? Oh, boy. Not a lot of Shine this week from your boy, Nestlemania. I got to tell you, I... I didn't really love anything specific except, and this might be a good way to teeter, Alexa's Playground. So I'm very excited for it because we now have, I thought it was going to be Reggie. Reggie goes in. And obviously now we're, we're talking with Shayna. The part that sold me more than anything was that she was talking to Lily and saying, you're just a stupid doll. I went, ooh, getting like Chucky vibes kind of stuff, you know, like serial killer kind of like, wah, 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 wah. good stuff. Now, what that does, I don't know, but it opens to me up a whole plethora of possibilities that I'm excited about. So, for me, I think this is a great way to keep Shayna and her momentum going because I think, honestly, Shayna's been great with Nia. They've been a great tag team, obviously. Uh, Shayna has a, a particular charisma. That's what I'm going to say, a particular charisma. And Alexa Bliss can probably bring some of that out with this entire thing. And I think that... It's almost like you're watching you're watching a movie a little bit where it's like you you know you're watching it going that's just a stupid doll well, clearly you're gonna get fucked up by the doll at some point or something's gonna happen that's fine but 
Yeah, you don't look very happy with that comment, but that's okay. We're in a, Listen, you're in the entertainment business, folks. You're not in the wrestling business. Get out of here if you think they're going to wrestle. Come on. Get out of here. This is going to be Gaga. You think you think Alexa's in any shape right now to, to wrestle? She just lost something very near and dear to her heart. She's probably, thank God, she's thinking all I got to do is a promo right now. And, I'm, you know, for her personally, that sucks that she lost uh, Larry Steve. That, that sucks because she loved that pig. But the promo that I, when I was watching it, I thought, this could be matches, this can be promos, it could be cinematic. There can be so many things, like, that I'm excited for because Shayna Baszler's at the end of her rope in terms of what she could do with Nia. Thank God she's done with it. For me, Alexa's kind of just been floundering with this entire thing. Now we have something to sink our teeth into. Let's see what happens with this entire gimmick without Bray. Let's do something with it. And honestly, I think you can do many things with it. Whether it's the you know talking about the cards with Shayna Baszler being the, the Queen of Spades. Do a whole like Wonderland gimmick looking thing that would be kind of cool and trippy. You can do all sorts of things. My brain which went was on acid. It might have, might have been because it was just like I thought all these crazy ideas you could do. I don't even smoke a joint, folks. I'm just nuts. That's just me. I can do it. So I, I can get into Alexa Shayna. I think that's exciting. But the doll thing, it just... I just... I can't... I don't... I can't... I, I actually didn't mind the way they did it. Like, obviously, they had Reginald beat Shayna, which is hilarious because of the firebolt. So at least got you thinking. You'd be like, oh, okay. Alexa's involved here because she seemed like she was targeting Reginald. But then she used Reginald as bait, obviously. Shayna enters, blah, 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 attacks... And I do, I did like when she looked and said to Bliss, she wants to talk to her next week. I'm like, okay, I'm into this for Shayna because everything you said about Shayna is true. I think her and Alexa could have really good chemistry in terms of character work because Alexa is like one of the few women who's been given the opportunities to be a larger than life gimmick. And I think that helps everyone in the division. So I think this is a great opportunity for Shayna. But the minute she talked to that fucking doll, all I could think was like, oh my God, she's going to wrestle the doll and she's going to lose to the doll. And I'm going to fucking hate that. And that's going to take me out of all of it. So, by God, like the doll can cost her something. But if she fucking wrestles a doll in WrestleMania, I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't She's do not going to wrestle a doll. She's not. It's not going to happen. Sure. Listen, listen. Like I, you said, this is entertainment. Listen. Doesn't mean all the entertainment's good. Listen, I will give you the WrestleMania guarantee. Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> WrestleMania, by the way, also guaranteed that WWE wouldn't garner a working relationship with new japan so get ready for that to be finalized soon oh yeah we didn't even talk about that but might as well be in my heat too but yeah it is what it is it is what it is but we got a lot to get through in the heat here and we're clearly uh we're nipping at the end of this program so we gotta yeah power so through. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tee you up here so uh raw tag team title match almost and aj finally defend and uh elias getting an opportunity i feel like he did this last time he got a tag team championship opportunity he just walked out and left the fucking um Axe military guy on Memorial Day, interesting choice, but they kind of leaned into that on Monday, which is weird because obviously Riker isn't very popular for some of the bullshit he's uh, done on the internet. But uh, yeah, this was a segment. I don't think you can bring him back to life with that. Honestly, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be tough one way or the other. And then the fact that he was like, are you ready? I've been in Iraq. And I was just like, well, clearly he's yeah, going to be a kinda, baby face. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. It was yeah. the first time, like, so it was just kind of like, oh boy, this is awkward. Yeah. And just and then the the thing afterwards after the break where he was running away, here's what I thought of, right? So technically he's coming out of Gorilla. So he stood there in Gorilla for three minutes after a commercial break to run down the steps and then have a promo. Like, if you wanted to get away from somebody, wouldn't you be in like in the parking lot 
You know, like just continuity wise, make me not think about those things. I don't want my brain shouldn't travel while someone else. Is You're moving. the only person who's thinking about. Oh, those stop. Things, I am so not the only person like, thinking about the normal that. person is just like, oh, there was a commercial. It's like in a TV show. We know that everyone didn't pause for fucking three minutes. It went to commercial. It's a show. Get over it. That's no, stupid. no, that if is you're not mad stupid. about that. That's stupid. What you should be mad about is that in the main event, obviously, we had a feeling that Kofi was just like a few week thing to get us there, which honestly I don't complain about because it at least made it interesting, but we are setting up the rerun of all reruns at Hell in a Cell where Bobby Lashley defends against the human snore, Drew McIntyre. Whoa, you went I'm, there. I'm out. I'm completely done on him. I've been, I like I like Drew McIntyre, but I fucking need a break, dude. Fucking get him the fuck out of the main event. It's like Kofi said. You've had opportunity after opportunity and you keep squandering them. He's a fucking loser. He's worse than Lance Archer. He's lost everything. He stinks. Get out of here, Drew. Go take a fucking vacation or go to SmackDown. Go somewhere away from the fucking WWE Championship. You selfish prick. Well, I'm going to clip that off. Make that a clip to see how much hate we get. I feel like most people agree with me. They'll just be mad because like, ah, oh, you can't get McIntyre. I do too, but I need a fucking break. Imagine if you could break up with people from wrestling. You'd be like, I just need a break from you. I don't want to watch you wrestle anymore. That's what I yeah. would do. But no, we're stuck with them. We're, you're absolutely right. The human, the human snore is what you've called them. So there you go. Yeah. The Scottish snore, if you will. <laughs> Which there it is. You know, there it is. The fella. Yep. Whatever. Actually, the SS there. McIntyre. The SS McIntyre is it's drowning. You know, just going yeah. for that iceberg. Take a, dude, take a well-deserved vacation. But you know he's not because crowds are coming back. But it's like, you really think that the pop? I mean, he's going to get pops, but it's not going to be as good as it would have been. So give the guy a break and, you know, maybe pop him after a few months when he comes back. Because then, you know, maybe I'll be excited too. But the guy, Drew, you deserve a vacation, my friend. Go get a tan. Go chill on the beach. Twirl your hair in the sun. I don't know what you want to do. Go to a spa. Play with your cat. Just fucking get away from my TV for a little while, bro. That's get him off my TV, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. In a gentle way. Some would say that. I would say, please, enter please, a realm sir, where you're not off Get my... off my TV. Yes. Get off my TV. Would you please, sir, get off my TV? <laughs> yeah, Jeeves just asked for it, so go get it. Um, <laughs> Jeeves. This is, uh, we're falling apart at this point. There's so much crap that I just thought was on this week that I just was so bad about, like, in my head. So the Dirty Dogs have a promo talking about paternal instincts. That was rough. Then later, it was just like Ray and Dominic are like, we're going to hold on to these belts forever. Gee willikers. And it's just, okay. Then Ray, you know, it just, I, I don't know. They did the same fucking thing yes. they did at the pay-per-view. Yeah, they did. But they switched up the mysterious. Yeah. Immediately watching it, it's like, I know what they're doing. But it's just like, how fucking, like, what do you think we are? Like, you already did this to us. And now it's just like, oh, it's just like, I just didn't, it was just like, come on, what are we doing? You knew it was going to have the same result. And it did. But it's just like, man, you talk about reruns. It's like, just because you switch out one guy for the other, it doesn't, like, it, we didn't like it at the pay-per-view. You think we're going to like it if you do it again? Well, here's oh, the other man. thing, too, that made the Dirty Dogs look awful because in that promo, Robert Roode went, yeah, we're going to change up our game plan. And then that fucking happened. And I'm like, so you just decided to attack that other guy? Yeah, you decided to lose to a single guy again. You guys stink. Get out of here. <laughs> they are the smelly dogs. They stink. Yeah, you stinky dogs. Stinky, poopy, shitty dogs. Get out of here. Here we have a potty mouth today. Uh, going on to another match that meant absolutely nothing, although Ruby Riot worked her ass off. The tag moves of her and, and Liv were just like, whoa. Like, hey, Liv, Liv, I was good to see Liv back. I liked her costume. Yeah, but the champions the champions had to win, and it was just kind of like, oh, there it is. They just beat another tag team again, and that's Yeah, well, they're, still, they're usually going to win before they lose to Mandy, so. Which is fine. If they'd when Mandy's the tag team champions. 
when she's a sexy muscle friend that wins with uh you know what you know it's funny to me you said or you said in the thread and this is this is how i know that you're 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 a mandy lover not a dana lover it's the exact same outfit you're like mandy's outfit is fire oh, it's no, the exact no, same I mean, outfit I as mean, dana but you don't give dana, dana any looks, credit dana looks great too but it's just no no mandy, you just poo -poo. For, for, the, for those of you that can't see this yeah, obviously somebody, i don't he know just, if you know just shoot it away with his hands I, whenever i talk about them i only talk about mandy that's because mandy is the tag team day it's just a lot for the ride which is fine it's like a sidekick they're both all look at they're all sizzle no steak both of them there's no steak. Uh, there. Mandy's, Mandy's the sizzle and the steak. Dana Brooks uh, fucks it. I don't what know. is she, Garnish? Is that what you're calling know. her? You're calling her Garnish? I don't know. Man, Mandy's main event Mandy, man. Main it's event Mandy. Mandy. She's never main Future evented, has she? Team champion Mandy. Yes, she has. By the way, have you seen how Sonya's just kind of like fallen from grace and not on television for a couple weeks? Just kind of odd. But anyway. Is what it is. She was she was like featured a couple. Same thing know, with I Alistair mean, Black. He, that that was just gone. Who knows? Or whatever. I mean, you never know what people like. Would I'm, I'm good that they're taking a break know. though. Honestly, if they're on my television every yeah, week. Yeah, I funny. don't speculate anymore because I think if whether it's by design or not. Like I say all the time that they put shit too much on TV. Like for example, what has been my favorite thing the last couple weeks? Cedric and Shelton. But it's just like, why not this week give us like promos to build up the like. The third match in the trilogy next week. Instead, it's just they throw him out there. It's a squash again because of an eye poke. So you know we're going to get another one. But it's just like this is how you cool off feuds. By it's just like, oh, here's our program. In the next four weeks, we're going to have them wrestle every week. That's not how you fucking book shit. Watch NXT. Watch AW. Watch SmackDown. They give things fucking breathers for a reason. So if you do have multiple matches and they're spread out, they feel better. But Raw's just like. Match, 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 match. They're like slapping us in the fucking face with fucking pancakes. Like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking idiots. Stop doing this shit. It's like, you ruin stuff. Stop ruining stuff I like. You uh, ruined it. It's frustrating. Oh, listen, I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but... I mean, there's a lot. I mean, Shinsuke beat Gable. That's upsetting in a jobber alert. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, there's so much on Raw that I was just like... What am I watching? Like, the Lucha House Party and a Jabber Alert to Mason T Bar. <laughs> that's a whole thing. Like, I did laugh. I when, enjoyed that. When Jimmy, when Jimmy, when Jimmy Smith went. I think they're scarier without the make or without the the headgear. And I just I chuckled when I heard that. I was just like, somebody fed him that line. Like that's that's ridiculous. You they look they look less enthusiastic about everything they do without the fucking headgear on. But that's okay, whatever. But then like. I did want to say on the Natty and Tamina comment, like they had, they were doing commentary in a match nobody cared about with the Lana and the Naomi and the your sexy muscle friends. Uh, people cared about that match. Yeah, well, the people that were having their hands up instead of in their pants. No, nobody everyone cared about, cared about that no, match. No, nobody You're just cared. Just a fucking women's tag division hater if it doesn't involve Tamina. That is not true. You I love everyone Hold but on. Tamina Shamer. You're an asshole. No, no, it's no. Okay. I'm just saying right here. They stepped all over Natty and Tamina in that commentary. They did not care. Whatever. Like, Why were they on commentary? No, they shouldn't have been. Is what I'm saying. Like, it was exactly. just a bad idea. The whole thing was. <laughs> about it the whole segment in general was a bad idea no because... the match was a good idea having them on commentary was a bad idea no it was just awful the whole thing was awful the end i'm let's just move on let's just move on from everything else let's get hope yes! you are my only hope i teased it rk bro the new day with kofi losing as expected he will now be slid back in here and we will build towards a tag team match between these two but i don't want it next week i don't even want it the week after i want this to be at the pay-per-view and I want it to be WrestleMania. Wait for it, because I know WWE never does these. A number one contender match at a pay-per-view? What? You mean make a match feel important for a chance to fight for the titles? Like, these two guys are two of the more larger-than-life tag teams you have. So feature them in a big match at a pay-per-view. Because you can kick off the pay-per-view with fucking RK-Bro and the New Day. That'll get people red fucking hot. 
never mind giving it what what what's this giving a WWE match meaning and it would build up like actually said it I think it'd be better for AJ and almost too because then you have people as opposed to the fucking Music City morons fucking that they've been feuding with it's like you'll be building actual contenders for them and we'll have RK bro when they go over the new day which they will to give it more meaning for them and then they can move on to the meaningful feud with AJ and Omas. So that's my hope. It's pretty simple WWE. The formula's there. It's not hard. We can easily do a couple weeks to build up some more with RK Bro and the New Day to set up this match. Put it on the pay-per-view. Main card, number one contender. Winner gets a shot at AJ and Omas. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC hopes come true. It's not that fucking hard. You hashtag you don't have to be smart to figure it out. Hashtag WWE fucking get your shit together. It's WWE a long hashtag. tag. I mean, I, I spit it up. There's a few different extra hashes in there. You hashed it out. That was nice. You hashed M- it out. My hope is a little bit more uh, long than him. Anyway, my my hope is very specific. Uh, it is over on SmackDown, and we're gonna we're gonna morph some things together. This is something that I was dreaming about in my head while I was watching SmackDown because there was something that was interesting to me. So what I think is, Jay Uso made a very good point in saying like I'm with Roman Reigns. Jimmy Uso made a really good point by saying, he's like, if we win, we're just as important as he is if we get those tag titles. Now, here's what's going to happen. Eventually, this is what I would like to see. Not right now, but eventually down the line. Jimmy and Jay Uso win those tag titles. Roman eventually loses the championship to a real baby face, maybe like Cesaro or something else. So here's, here's what happens. Instead of Roman Reigns just, you know, going back to being the head of the table, he goes... I'm going to hurt my family because they hurt me. And he is going to enlist the help of Seth Rollins. And they are going to beat up the Usos. They are going to win the tag team titles and do the two-man power trip. They're going to get the Universal Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. They're just going to have all the fucking belts. That's what they're going to fucking do. I think that'd be awesome stellar and then of course you know we, then you get the Roman Reigns and the Seth Rollins feud but that's what I would love to see just because I think having the shield hat or two-thirds versus the Usos would be a really cool story to be like I got to get rid of this family problem and the only person I can ask is family Seth Rollins that's my hope hashtag Nestle's hopes come true hashtag Nestle knows hashtag Nestle is better than JC thank you very much hashtag you had everyone until you gave the hashtag not a bad idea though you know i, I don't know about all the belts thing but having them feud of the usos online that could that could be fun that would be definitely some good matches but nestlemania don't call it a comeback he's been a lot of places for a lot of years and ah, 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 ah came to collect that was his music in wwe but leo rush was the joker in the casino battle royal and i love this because i mean leo was fucking awesome in wwe as you know as a wrestler and as working with bobby lashley um, fucking fantastic. It's good to see him. I know he's been, I believe, New Japan and some other places, but now in AEW, we've been expecting him to go there, I think, for years since he left WWE. The speculation has been he would end up here. Now he has. I think it's exciting because, obviously, you know, Leo's an incredible wrestler. He's incredible on the mic, and uh, you know what I could go for? A little Max Caster versus Leo Rush. Uh, ah, 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 I came to collect those promos, baby! But he gets my comeback. He's unexpected. Hopefully he's actually on the roster and it wasn't just a one-off. Cause... It could be. A lot of the times they do these where they'll show up, and my guess is with them with the second show coming, they're going to start scooping up a lot of people because I think a lot of their part-time wrestlers are starting to get full-time deals. So my guess is he's going to sign with them if he hasn't already. Here's hoping. Here's hoping a lot of people get TV time. My comeback goes to something out of complete left field last night. I saw a promo between Mansoor, the 
<laughs> the Viking Raiders. And what surprised me, I'm giving my comeback to, hey, Ali's on TV and he's still an asshole. Great job with Monsoor. And I was very excited to see that because, honestly, you want to talk about – so here's the thing. We talk about Shelton and, and Cedric, and that's a good feud. This is also a good feud where I was like, okay, Ali and Mansoor, like, this would be a great way to get him kind of thrown into the mix. You can have it on Raw. It's a good third hour when clearly people might have gotten fatigued. We know Ali can wrestle. We know that Mansoor is pretty good. So, honestly, I'm at least it makes sense to me. Like, at least there's something there. They look like they could just stare at each other forever, and you could just feel some type of tension. They're... Something is just palpable there. I think they've they've stumbled upon something. And honestly, I think it'll work. I think it'll work very well. And I think that if they, they tiptoe around certain things and they do it the right way, they can make this work for probably a couple of months. But they probably won't. But they'll just deep dive into it right away and ruin it. But that's where I'm excited for for Ali to kind of get back on television, kind of get his footing because after Retribution, they just they didn't just fumble the ball. They, they dropped the ball from like, I don't know, 150 stories. In the long run, it's the best thing for him. No, because, I like know. you said, I think this is the this feud like writes itself, and um, it's I think it's good for Mansoor too to work with a guy like Kelly. They're probably gonna have some banner of matches, and like you, I like the comparison to Cedric and Shelton because I think it's the perfect type of TV feud where it's something that we'll be invested in every week. You can pay off on TV, and I think that's a great call. Good comeback. Big old finish time. Brrr, one, two, three. Um, uh, AW might have booked some stuff. Who cares? SmackDown, who cares? But NXT has a big show on Tuesday night. Um, MSK versus Legado de Fantasma for the tag title. This should be a great match. And I'm assuming you think MSK is going to retain. I think that Fantasma is the most boring tag team I've ever seen. Agreed. But they're good in the ring. So they are. No, I just match. I there's there's you want to talk about substance? They are two dimensional paper when I watch them. I just go. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. So at you would all. say they're no sizzle and no steak. They're just an empty plate. They are. They are. They are not even an appetizer to my to my palate. Ooh, yikes. Well, the match will be good, so I'm not going to let you shit next anymore there. But uh, the main event is a number one contender match for TikTok motherfucker Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly. I'm sure this will be given a ton of time. It'll get a lot of marks, huge boners. I think Kyle O'Reilly's going to win. How about you? Well, they need a baby face. So I'm going to go with not Kyle O'Reilly, even though that's probably what everybody thinks. I'm going to say Pete Dunne. He's not a baby face. Oh, they're going to turn okay. him a baby face. You wait. Yeah, I don't know. You wait. I don't know. You I wait. I don't know. They've gone, they've gone but, uh, out of their way. They've gone be... out of their way with Pete Dunne. They will. They've also gone out of their way with Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Cool Kyle. Cool Kyle, man. I don't like they, the cool Kyle. They could Kyle. save Kyle, but I think this is for the next pay-per-view. So. I don't like cool Kyle. Of course you don't, because you don't like anything cool. We know this. This is a slam fucking dunk that you wouldn't like cool kyle so it's all good cool kyle congratulations you just won because nestle doesn't like you nestle doesn't know nestle doesn't know nestle doesn't know set it on birthday because nestle doesn't know nestle doesn't know you're awful you're a terrible human being. i'm about done is that Dermanaka.com it for dom's nxt recaps joe's aw's uh write-ups as well as new japan Pegasus especially shit predictions uh i won double or nothing predictions People may have tied me, but it doesn't matter. I won. I'm currently leading for the year. Suck it, Ray. Um, go JC, champion of champions. Um, yeah, uh, Twitter handles in the bio, or uh, whatever the Description. Fuck it's called. a description. Description. You, you're losing Facebook, it. Instagram, like us everywhere. Do us everywhere. Five stars everywhere. Like us everywhere. You gotta do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. But on our podcast channel or our YouTube channel. Uh, you just... 
told everybody to, you know. Fuck us, yeah. Yeah. In okay. a good way. Give us that love, baby. Front door, back door, all the doors. All right, all door, right, all right, all right, all right, the... all right, all right. Listen, I got nothing here, so I'm just... Anyway, on that note, thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery.